0: This is first news on News Radio 1290, WNBF Mingleton, and WNBF.com. Breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It's 54 degrees at 6.04. This is a nice break before we really get socked back with the hot, humid weather beginning of next week. A quick look at the extended forecast and the National Weather Service is calling for temperatures in the low 90s for Monday and Tuesday. Today, mostly sunny, low 80s. A suspect is charged with felony attempted murder in the shooting of a New York State trooper. On Wednesday night near Deposit, State Police say trooper Ryan Thorpe was shot in the arm while responding to a reported domestic dispute shortly after 9 p.m. near the Pennsylvania border. The authorities tell reporters the trooper was able to apply a tourniquet to his injured arm as other officers arrived on the scene and several shots were fired. There was no word of any other injuries. 44-year-old Scott Malwiney of Deposit was arraigned yesterday on a charge of first-degree attempted murder and sent to the Broome County Jail without bail. Trooper Thorpe is a three-year veteran of the state police. He underwent surgery at Wilson Hospital Wednesday night and was listed in stable condition yesterday. The former Southern-tier representative to Congress says he will not make an attempt to reclaim his congressional seat in 2022. Democrat Anthony Brindisi conceded in February after New York officials certified Republican Claudia Tenney's razor-thin victory in the November 2020 election. Brindisi had won the 22nd District, defeating Tenney in another close race two years prior. That race was decided by a few hundred votes compared to last fall's contest that was decided by a little over 100 votes. Brindisi thanked supporters in a Thursday email from his campaign email address, but said that commuting to Congress took its toll and he wanted more time to spend with his family that includes two school-aged children. Two men and a woman are facing charges after police found a loaded 9 millimeter handgun and a methamphetamine in a car. They stopped on the west side of Binghamton. Officers with the city police community response team tried to stop the vehicle at Seminary and Laurel Avenues near Recreation Park on Wednesday evening, but the car continued onto Davis and Beethoven streets before stopping. Someone jumped from the vehicle in that area and fled into the yards of nearby homes. Police discovered a Glock-style gun, brass knuckles, and meth when they searched the vehicle. Authorities say the driver... 31 year old Michael Klim Sr. of Binghamton is charged with loitering, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Two town of Union residents who are passengers, 26 year old Jacob Sterling and 22 year old Maria Amato, face the same charges. Police say they don't know the identity of the person who ran from the car. Pennsylvania State Police say they found a South Carolina man with loaded guns in his vehicle during a traffic stop on Interstate 81 in Susquehanna County. Authorities say they pulled over a 2014 Nissan Altima with South Carolina plates in New Milford on Wednesday morning on I-81 North for an unspecified traffic issue. The trooper says 21-year-old Gregory Portee of Columbia and passenger Eric Copeland exhibited what was construed as indicators of criminal activity and agreed to allow a search of the vehicle. The officer found a loaded 9mm pistol under the driver's seat and another loaded pistol in the glove box. Troopers also found several plastic bags containing what's believed to be marijuana in the rear passenger area of the vehicle, as well as packaging materials and scales. State police say neither Portee nor Copeland has a concealed carry permit for the guns. The men are charged with drug possession. WMBF First News Time 608. A central Pennsylvania man is being treated at Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse for serious injuries suffered in a crash in Bradford County. Pennsylvania State Police say 33-year-old Derek Lewis of Muncie in Lycoming County was airlifted to the hospital in central New York after crashing a big rig trailer on Quicks Bend Road in Wilmot Township shortly after 1.30 p.m. on June 13th. Authorities say Lewis was driving a 1993 Kenworth W900 truck east on quicks bend road and failed to negotiate a left-hand turn the truck left the north side of the road hitting a guide rail and tree before becoming airborne the truck hit a ditch on the north side of the road coming to arrest lewis's condition is not available the investigation is continuing the grace period is over for Broom County's new school bus stop arm program that uses cameras on bus stop arms to catch drivers illegally passing stopped school buses. County officials say during the month-long warning period, a shocking 120 violations were caught, averaging about 40 violations a week. Broome County Executive Jason Garner says as disturbing as those numbers are, the figures may be even higher due to a lag in the time of the violation reporting and processing. Every time a motorist passes a stop school bus with the lights and stop arm activated, the children who are getting on and off the bus are in danger of serious injury or death. That prompted the county to move to install stop arm cameras cameras on school buses throughout the county. Warning letters have been going out to violators until yesterday and now real tickets and fines are being issued. The first ticket will be $250 with the fine doubling for every month that's not paid. A second violation within 18 months brings a fine of $275. The fine goes up after that to $300 for each new offense. It's 609 where news breaks first news radio 1290 WMBF and wmbf.com.
0: Traffic and weather together. Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: At 611, it's a nice start to the Friday morning commute. Yesterday afternoon turned out to be a real mess on 17 in both directions. There had been a crash at exit 72 in Binghamton that affected westbound traffic. And then In Tioga County, there was an issue with a truck that apparently broke down. There was some kind of a fuel spill not far from the Broome County line, and that gummed up the works for eastbound traffic for quite a while. But no problems are reported so far this morning. If you see something, let us know. Give us a tip on our traffic tip line, 772-1290, and we will include the information in our next Traffic and Weather Together update on WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. Now the forecast, mostly sunny today, 82, cloudy tonight, 65, cloudy tomorrow, showers, thunderstorms, 81, sunny Sunday, 90. Right now, 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 612, coming up next. Welcome
0: to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on
2: News Radio 1290 WNBS. Hey there, sports fans. Doug Mosier wanted a day off, and his wish is my command. I'm here granting Doug Mosier a three day weekend. Bob Joseph with you. Speaking of sports, last night in Redding, the Rumble ponies took it into extra innings, but unfortunately, they didn't quite prevail against the Fightin' Fills, Close, but no cigar. Final last night in Reading, 10-9 in 11 innings. So, we'll see how uh, Binghamton does tonight. They'll face the Fightin' Fills again, and that game will start at five. The Mets were off last night, but the Yankees played a game in the Bronx in the afternoon, and uh, what a nice game that turned out to be for Yankee fans the uh, bottom line is Yankees had a blowout in the Bronx defeating the Royals 8-1 to one. and afterwards uh, there was a little bit of discussion about how the Yankees been playing lately with uh, Aaron Boone Let's listen to Aaron Boone with some of his thoughts about the way the team has been playing in recent games.
3: We're getting closer. um, But, uh, you know, I think I think we we expect a lot in that room and those guys expect to be a great team. And and we're not there yet. And um, but there's no doubt um, that, you know, they're getting closer and closer to that and 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 working really hard behind the scenes to to get to that point where we're. Obviously, starting to see more results after going through a, a, a difficult stretch, but it's a confident group that expects a lot, and uh, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep fighting to try and get to that point where we're the team we want to be, and hopefully that's not till the very end.
2: Indeed, Yankees are doing quite well lately; certainly better than they had been doing. So keep going, Bombers, keep going. What else is going on in the? wide world of sports. Oh, they did play a Major League game in Buffalo last night. Lourdes Guerrero hit his first grand slam in a six-run first inning. Vladimir Guerrero took over sole possession of the home run lead with his 24th, and Toronto extended Baltimore's road losing streak to 20 games by routing the Orioles 9 to nothing. Ian Golf, Satoshi Kudera, and Kramer Hickok Each shot a PGA Tour career best, 7-under 63, to share the first-round lead in the Travelers' Championship. Taylor Gooch was a stroke behind Hickok after the morning rounds. Kadera took the lead at 8-under in the afternoon after making the turn onto the front nine birdie, eagle birdie. But a bogey on the par 3 eighth dropped him back into a tie with Hickok. Two-time Travelers' Champion Phil Mickelson shot 69 at TPC River Highlands. Defending champion Dustin Johnson opened with 70. Longtime coach Benoit Allaire has been named the Rangers Director of Goaltending. This is one of several moves by GM Chris Drury to reshape the Hockey Operations Department. Drury also has promoted Jeff Malcolm to Hartford Wolfpack, goaltending coach. He named jean Yang Filtralt as the goaltending consultant in the player development department and hired Matt Hunwick to work in the hockey operations player development department. Alaire will continue to be based in New York and will remain the Rangers' head goaltending coach. He's been on the coaching staff for 17 seasons. And that's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF News Times 617. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll hear from Dr. Sanjay Gupta. What is the safest way to put a baby to sleep? He'll have the information you need coming up on A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, just a few minutes away here on First News Binghamton. Some business news this morning. Asian shares are rising, void by the rally on Wall Street that came after President Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. Benchmarks in Japan, China, South Korea, and Australia all rose in afternoon trading. Federal judge appeared skeptical of arguments to dismiss a defamation lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems over baseless election claims made by Trump allies Sidney Powell, Rudolph Giuliani, and the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell voting system company, sued for more than a billion dollars each. After the three claimed the company rigged the election for Biden, those claims, along with Lies from former President Donald Trump and others helped spur a violent mob into storming the Capitol on January 6th. Yesterday, attorneys for Powell, Giuliani, and Lindell argued that their client's speech was protected by the First uh, First Amendment and that Dominion should be considered a government agency and treated like a public figure because it provided voting equipment for elections. That's the latest from the business world on this Friday morning. WNBF News Time, six nineteen. Coming up, Doctor Sanjay Gupta. The better. It's Friday morning at 621. I'm Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier on First News Binghamton. Remember, at 9 o'clock, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to put on my Binghamton Now cap and then host the Friday edition of Binghamton Now with our guest in the studio, Binghamton University President Harvey Stenger. Plus, your phone calls will be a fabulous Friday program. So, as they say in radio, don't touch that dial. I'll be on till 9. With First News Binghamton, then till noon with Binghamton Now. And of course, as you know by now, Binghamton Now has been designated by the appropriate authorities to be the warm up act for the Dan Bongino show from noon to three on News Radio 1290. It's time now to get healthy. Healthy ideas for yourself and your family. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, sponsored by UHS.
4: A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay
0: Gupta. Do you know the safest way to put a baby to sleep? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. There are some areas of health where we've made amazing strides in recent years. But unfortunately, sudden, unexpected infant death isn't one of them. About 3,500 babies die from SUID every year in the United States, making it the leading cause of death for infants one month to one year old. According to a new study published in the journal Pediatrics, 75% of these deaths were due to soft bedding. Only 1-2% were truly unexplained, what's known as SIDS. All babies, even ones with reflux, should be put to sleep on their backs until they're a year old. The surface they're sleeping on should be firm, and nothing else should be in the crib except for the baby. Just a nice, tight swaddle. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you
5: live a better life.
0: On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org more out of summer with savings on appliances to simplify and streamline during the Home Depot's 4th of July savings. Give your laundry room an upgrade. Big savings in-store and online on top appliances like LG high-efficiency top-load washers and dryers. Right now, you'll save a bundle. Celebrate summer with 4th of July savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only. Lost by last. Free delivery on purchases of $396 or more.
2: Valid for July 14th. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta every weekday morning here on First News Binghamton, sponsored by UHS. WNBF News Time, 620. News Radio
6: 1290,
5: WNBS.
2: Hey, it's Friday. We got you to it. I'll get you through it. Of course, Roger Neal was the best at getting you through it, but uh, I'll do my best. Get you through it. Every time I hear this, I always think of Olivia Newton John. Or Carol King. It's very strange. You can't go wrong with the classics. WNBF News Times 628. Traffic. Weather together now on News Radio 1290. WNBF. No traffic trouble to report at the moment. That is the good news from the traffic desk. And the better news from the weather desk, it's summer. This is the first Friday of summer, and we couldn't be happier. First full Friday of summer, and beautiful weather across the Binghamton area, mostly sunny, high 82, cloudy tonight, low 65, cloudy tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 81, mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF, where news breaks first. Coming up next, live from the WNBF News Center, it's Kathy White. She knows what's going on, and she'll tell you in 30 seconds on First News. WNBF.
0: News breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It's 54 degrees at 630. The forecast mostly sunny today. High in the low 80s. President Joe Biden announcing a bipartisan agreement on a pared-down transportation infrastructure bill, but still a big plan. The agreement with a group of Republican and Democratic leaders yesterday would make a start on the top legislative priority for the president. However, Biden acknowledged that Democrats will likely have to tackle much of his remaining agenda alone. Former Vice President Mike Pence is defending his role in certifying the results of the 2020 election and says he's proud of his own action on July 6th, or January 6th, rather. The comments last night at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library were Pence's strongest rebuttal to date of former President Donald Trump's continued insistence that he somehow possessed the ability to unilaterally overturn Democrats. Democrat Joe Biden's win, even though the Constitution granted him no such power. Pence says there is almost no idea more un American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Crews using heavy equipment and their bare hands continue to search for victims of yesterday's building collapse in South Florida. ABC News is reporting the dead stands
5: at three.
6: Besides the physical search for people, a paperwork and phone call hunt is underway. And the result?
5: We did identify... And declare a safe 102 people.
6: Miami Dade Mayor Daniela Levine Cava.
5: 99. We still cannot account for some of whom may not have been in the building.
6: Sporadic rain and lightning overnight frustrated the search and rescue efforts, but the work goes on today. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Miami.
1: WMBF First News Time, 632. Former U.S. Congressman Anthony Brindisi will not seek election to the House again in 2022. He released a statement yesterday indicating he. He was not going to be running. The Utica Democrat was first elected to represent the 22nd district in 2018 when he defeated incumbent Republican Claudia Tenney in a close contest. But it was an even closer contest last year in 2020 with Tenney defeating Brindisi in a certified vote of 109 vote victory. The judge eventually certifying the results in February. New York State Police released the latest information concerning the shooting of a trooper in deposit. That came two weeks after another trooper had been shot and wounded by a suspect in a town of Colesville incident. State police say Trooper Ryan Thorpe responded to a domestic incident on Sunrise Terrace in the village of Deposit. Shortly after nine Wednesday night, when he was shot in the arm, the trooper Thorpe was taken by ambulance to Wilson Hospital in Johnson City, where he underwent surgery overnight and was reported yesterday in stable condition. 44-year-old Scott Mulwiney of Deposit was taken into custody and arraigned yesterday and a charge of felony attempted murder in the first degree. He is being held in the Broome County Jail without bail. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say a motorcyclist involved in a collision with a car on Route 13 in Cortlandville Monday has died. Authorities say 39-year-old Nathan Newton was driving a motorcycle on Route 13 near the intersection of Benny Road when he drove into the rear of a vehicle, stopped at a red light, and was ejected from the motorcycle. Deputies say Newton was airlifted to University Hospital in Syracuse. They were were informed on Wednesday that Newton had passed away as a result of his injuries. Neither the driver nor the passenger in the car was injured. The investigation is continuing. WMBF, First News Time, 634. Delaware and Tioga counties are reporting new deaths attributed to the coronavirus pandemic. In a weekly update from Delaware County, health department officials said two more residents had died between June 17th and June 24th for a total of 51 fatalities, and there have been six new cases of COVID-19 for the week for a total of 2,425. Tioga County reported no new cases, but said another resident had passed away, bringing that county pandemic death told 80. Tioga County's pandemic COVID case total stands at 3,905. Cortland County reports its second day of no new infections of the coronavirus, maintaining a pandemic case total of 4,588 and there have been 64 deaths. After being closed to the public for more than 15 months due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Binghamton City Hall is about to reopen. Mayor Richard David says the city's state of emergency has been lifted and city offices will reopen to the public at 9 a.m. on Wednesday, June 30th. City administrative offices have been closed since March 16th, 2020. In some cases, residents were able to schedule meetings with city representatives by appointment. That David is urging people to continue to take advantage, though, of online service boxes and, and drop boxes that had been made available over the past year. Masks will be required to be worn to enter City Hall. Visitors will be screened for COVID-19. City Council and other governmental meetings will be open to the public beginning on Wednesday. Masking and social distancing guidelines still in place. All public meetings will be held in the City Council Chambers, Council Business, and and work sessions will continue to be live-streamed. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF and WNBF.com.
2: Sponsored by Ellis Brothers Firm. Welcome
0: to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News
2: Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning. It's Friday morning at 637. This is Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier. Speaking of sports... Rumble Ponies continue on the road with their six-game series in Redding against the Fighting Phils, and it was a pretty big fight last night. The Ponies took it into extra innings. Unfortunately, well, they came up on the losing side of the ledger. The final last night was 10-9 in favor of Redding. But don't worry. Rumble Ponies fans, they have another shot at Reading tonight as that series continues at the home of Boscov's World Headquarters. So uh, if you're interested, the game will start at 7.05. Heck, you drive down to Reading, Cheer on the Rumble Ponies on the road. Maybe you could see some Boscov's executives there. Wouldn't surprise me. Again, last night's final was uh, Redding 10, Binghamton 9 in 11 innings. New York Mets had the day off. They'll be hosting the Phillies. I believe they've got a doubleheader set in Queens today against Philadelphia. I believe that's what I've been told. Yesterday... Uh, with the Mets off, the Yankees did play in the Bronx, and they had a very big game. Nice win. A romp over the Royals. It's 8-1, to New York over Kansas City. I just enjoy the sports theme song. And if I play it out like that, the sports song theme players get their full residual. So there, 639 News Radio 1290, at WNBF, WNBF.com. And we'll have more sports of course throughout the morning here on WNBF's First News Binghamton. Taking a look at some business news. Global shares mostly rose today, buoyed by a rally on Wall Street. That came after President Biden announced the bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. In early trading today, France's index was down two-tenths of a point. Germany's DAX slipped two-tenths of a point. Uh, Britain's FTSE was up two-tenths of a point in asian trading japan's benchmark Nikkei closed seven-tenths of a percentage point higher airlines and vacation providers are expressing frustration with the uk's plans to ease travel restrictions saying uncertainty about how and when the new rules will be implemented make it difficult for people to book summer vacations government has expanded its green list of safe travel destinations, allowing people to visit without having to self-isolate for 10 days after returning to Britain. However, all but one of the new additions were also placed on a watch list, meaning the quarantine requirement may be reimposed on short notice. Transportation authorities also say they intend to relax travel restrictions later this summer by allowing fully vaccinated travelers to visit higher risk destinations without having to self-isolate on return. WNBF News Time, 641. Traffic and weather together now
0: on News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: And a good start for the Friday morning early birds. If you're out on the roads, weather is just Driving around the triple cities, no serious troubles at this moment. Watch out for some construction areas, various neighborhoods around Broome County have road road projects now underway or infrastructure work. So keep an eye out. Also watch out for ongoing DOT activity and Broome County highway projects as well. Use caution. Pay attention to the signs in the work zones and slow down. Now the weather from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today. High 82. Cloudy tonight. Low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 81. And mostly sunny Sunday. High 90. If you like it hot. Monday will be even hotter. Sunny. Sunny. Chance of showers and thunderstorms, Monday's high 92. Right now, a very pleasant, comfortable 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. This is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph. I'll be here from 9 to noon today for Binghamton Now. Now, the official warm up program for The Dan Bongino Show. The Dan Bongino Show. Now, from noon to 3. On News Radio 1290, always right after the fabulous Bingham to Now program. So we've got you covered with local talk and global talk here on News Radio 1290. WNB.
0: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290. WNBF. Here's Bob Joseph.
2: Checking the top stories in the WNBF News Center, live at 645. 44-year-old Scott Mawinney of Deposit has been charged with attempted murder in connection with the shooting of a state trooper. Mawinney was arraigned. Now he's been sent to Broom County Jail. He's there without bail. State trooper Ryan Thorpe was shot in the arm on Wednesday night about 9 o'clock in Deposit. He underwent surgery. A couple of surgical procedures. He's in stable condition. Looks like it will be okay. Former Congressman Brindisi, Anthony Brindisi, says he won't seek re-election to the House in 2022. The Utica Democrat says he wants to spend more time with his kids and his wife. Guns and drugs near Recreation Park. Two men and a woman arrested after the cops found a loaded 9mm Glock-style handgun and some methamphetamine in a car pulled over near the park. City police community response team tried to pull over the car at Seminary and Laurel. They wouldn't stop. It continued onto Davis and Beethoven streets. One guy jumped out, ran into some backyards. They don't know who he is or where he went. On the other hand, the uh, three people they latched onto have been charged with loitering, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. If you want to go back into Binghamton City Hall, you can do so. Wednesday morning at 9, Mayor David says he's going to reopen the office building next week. But bring your mask. You don't get inside City Hall. Unless you're wearing a mask. That is an order. Visitors will be screened for COVID. WNBF News Time, 647. I'm Bob Joseph. It's First News Binghamton, Friday morning, June 25th, only six months till Christmas. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll hear from Kim Commando. She's going to discuss Marco Rubio's proposal to rein in the power of big tech. Is it a good idea? Kim Commando. We'll address that issue coming up in two minutes right here on First News, Binghamton WNBF News Time 640. It's 6.50, 55 in downtown Binghamton. We expect a high today of 82 with sunny skies. It's time now for Kim Commando. She's been paying attention to a proposal from a Florida guy.
4: Senator Marco Rubio is proposing a bill to rein in the power of big tech. I'm Kim Commando asking if you agree. Brought to you by Simply Safe, Making people feel safe at home for the past 15 years. Go to simplysavekim.com today to get a free HD security camera. Right now, Twitter, Facebook, Google, social media, and all of big tech can publish anything and not be held accountable for the outcome. Truth, lies, rumors, it doesn't matter. A year ago, big tech shut down all conversations about the origin of COVID-19. Twitter suspended a Chinese virologist who said that the virus was man-made. Facebook prohibited all users from posting anything suggesting that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan, China. Rubio's bill will punish Facebook and social media that censors a specific user's viewpoint. And it will make social media responsible for everything it publishes, just like newspapers and radio and television. I agree. Do you? Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. We all take a little risk every day when we go online, whether we think about it or not. We think, well, it probably won't be our connection that's interrupted by hackers or our data that gets used against us. But using the internet without ExpressVPN, well, that's like driving without car insurance. Every single time you connect to an unencrypted network, any hacker on the same network can gain complete access to your personal data, whether it's your passwords, financial details, or other sensitive information. ExpressVPN protects you by creating a secure encrypted tunnel between your device. It'll take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. And ExpressVPN can be used on all your devices. Just fire up the app and click one button to get started. That's it. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com Kim. And when you're there, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That address, expressvpn.com Kim. Expressvpn.com Kim.
2: And Kim Commando with Tech Tips. Every weekday morning here on First News Binghamton at WNBF 652. My phone, I have a, a really nice smartphone, and I haven't had it that long, but, you know, it's time to get a new one. So maybe I'll call up Kim Commando this afternoon to ask her for a recommendation. Because I think, I think Kim Commando will be able to tell me what kind of phone I need for... The kind of reporting I do. So, Kim, if you're listening, be prepared for a call this afternoon with a polite request. What kind of phone does Bob Joseph need? It's Friday morning, coming up ABC News at the top of the hour, and then the local report with Kathy White. You're listening to First News, Binghamton.
6: New records are set for the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, and 10 more states say thanks but no thanks to federal unemployment supplements. I'm ABC's Jim Ryan. Those stories are coming up in Wall Street now. 6.55
2: at WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. From ABC
6: News, Wall Street Now. The major stock benchmarks are headed into the last day of the week on a high note. The Dow Jones closed up 1% yesterday and back over 34,000. Both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 hit all-time highs after President Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure upgrades. All 23 of the nation's biggest banks have passed their annual stress test, administered yearly since the Great Recession, to make sure they can handle an economic catastrophe. Ten more states will opt out of enhanced unemployment benefits. At
2: well, we've lost our connection with Jim Ryan. Could be sunspots. At any rate, uh, Jim Ryan continuing to monitor the business world, and we will have uh, all... The latest from wall street throughout the day of course the markets will open in new york in about two and a half hours so look forward to uh trade today on wall street things could go pretty well especially with the big announcement of the infrastructure deal president biden on thursday afternoon announced a breakthrough with an infrastructure plan and it's not quite as big is what he had hoped for. He said nobody will get what they wanted completely as part of this deal, but he's hoping that it will ultimately be passed by Congress. So that could boost Wall Street today. 656 News Radio 1290. Traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together.
0: Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: At 6.58, we're pleased to say there are no active incidents on the traffic ticker. And if you see something, a big crash or a backup, let us know. We'll try to keep people out of harm's way with traffic and weather together updates. On First News Binghamton, you can call us at 772-1290. Appreciate your assistance. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Cloudy Saturday, showers and thunderstorms, high 81. And sunny Sunday, high 90. Now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 659. Coming up in less than 60 seconds, ABC Covers the nation and the world, including the latest on the search and rescue operation after a horrific building collapse in Surfside, Florida. Right after that, a local report with Kathy White from the WNBF News Center. A live update coming up this morning after the nine o'clock news. It'll be Binghamton. Now we'll be taking your phone calls. We might read one of your emails too. If you send something to us, Binghamton Now at WNBF.com. Joining us in the studio today: Binghamton University President Harvey Stenger and Keith Leahy from the Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier. All that and more coming up on Binghamton Now from 9 to noon. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 7 o'clock at WNBF Binghamton, WNBF. Where news breaks first.
0: News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It's 56 degrees at 704. Forecast for today, mostly sunny and a high in the low 80s. A suspect is charged with felony attempted murder in the shooting of a New York State trooper on Wednesday night near Deposit. State police say Trooper Ryan Thorpe was shot in the arm while responding to a reported domestic dispute shortly after 9 p.m. near the Pennsylvania border. Authorities tell reporters the trooper was able to apply a tourniquet to his injured arm as other officers arrived on the scene and several shots were fired. There's no word of any other injuries. 44 year old Scott Malwiney of Deposit was arraigned yesterday on a charge of first degree attempted murder and sent to the Broome County Jail without bail. Trooper Thorpe is a three year veteran of the state police. He underwent surgery at Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center on Wednesday night and yesterday was listed in stable condition. The former Southern Tier representative to Congress says he will not make an attempt to reclaim his congressional seat in 2022. Democrat Anthony Brindisi conceded in February after New York officials certified Republican Claudia Tenney's razor thin victory in the November 2020 election. Brindisi had won the 22nd district, defeating Tenney in another close race to years prior that race was decided by a few hundred votes compared to last fall's contest that was decided by dozens of votes a little over a hundred brindisi thanked supporters in a thursday email from his campaign email address but said that commuting to congress took its toll and he wanted more time to spend with his family that includes two school-aged children WMBF First News Time, 7.06. Two men and a woman woman are facing charges after police found a loaded 9 millimeter handgun and methamphetamine in a car. They stopped on Binghamton's west side. Officers with the City Police Community Response Team tried to stop the vehicle at Seminary and Laurel Avenues near Recreation Park on Wednesday evening, but the vehicle kept going to Davis and Beethoven streets before stopping. Someone jumped from the vehicle and fled through the yards of nearby homes. Police discovered a Glock-style gun Brass knuckles and meth when they searched the car. Authorities say the driver, 31 year old Michael Klim Sr. of Binghamton, is charged with loitering, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Two town of Union residents who were passengers, 26 year old Jacob Sterling and 22 year old Maria Amato, also face charges. Please do not know the identity or location of the person who ran from the car. Pennsylvania State Police say they found a South Carolina man with loaded guns in his vehicle during a traffic stop on Interstate 81 in Susquehanna County. Authorities say they pulled over a red 2014 Nissan Altima with South Carolina plates in New Milford Wednesday morning on I-81 North for an unspecified traffic issue. The trooper says 21-year-old Gregory Portee of Columbia and passenger Eric Copeland exhibited what were construed as indicators of criminal activity and a Agreed to allow a search of the vehicle. The officer found a loaded 9mm pistol under the driver's seat and another loaded pistol in the glove box. Troopers also found several plastic bags containing what's believed to be marijuana in the rear passenger area as well as packaging material and scales. State police say neither Porti nor Copeland had a concealed carry permit for those guns. The men are charged with drug possession. WMBF, News, First News Time, 708. A central Pennsylvania man is being treated at Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse for serious injuries suffered in a crash in Bradford County. Pennsylvania State Police say 33-year-old Derek Lewis of Muncie in Lycoming County was airlifted to the hospital in central New York after crashing a big rig trailer on Quicks Bend Road in Wilmot Township shortly after 1.30 p.m. on June 13th. Authorities say Lewis was driving a 1993 Kenworth W900 truck east on Quickspend Road and failed to navigate a left-hand turn. The truck left the north side of the road, hitting a guide rail and tree before becoming airborne. The truck hit a ditch on the north side of the road. Lewis's conditions is not available. The investigation continues. The grace period is over for Broom County's new school bus stop arm program that uses cameras on bus stop arms to catch drivers illegally passing stopped school buses. County officials say during the month-long warning period a shocking 120 violations were caught, averaging about 40 violations a week. Every time a motorist passes a stopped school bus with the lights and stop arm activated the children who are getting on and off the bus are in danger of serious injury or death. That prompted Broom to Move to install stop arm cameras on school buses throughout the county. Warning letters have been going out to violators until yesterday, and now real tickets and fines are being issued. It's seven oh nine, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, and WNBF.
0: Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF.
2: No traffic trouble reported right now around the Twin Tiers, and that includes some of our favorite, most popular highways and byways, including 17, 81, 86, 88, 434, 363, 962J, 038 and 38D, and a few other highways, too. No problems reported right now, 026 and 267. If I forgot your uh, highway, maybe I'll mention it the next time. Again, we have no crashes to report so far on this Friday morning. Everything is good up to this point. Our forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 81. And mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton, News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, sports coming up in just a minute. 7 Welcome to First
0: News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio
2: 1290, WNBF. Hey, this is Bob Joseph. Speaking of sports, we gave Doug Mosher a day off so he could enjoy a three day weekend. Rumble Pony still on the road in Reading with their six game series. Last night, it went into extra innings, and Binghamton came up short. Fightin' Phils beat the Ponies 10-9 in 11 innings. Play again tonight at seven o five. The Mets were off yesterday, but the Yankees were active, and they had quite the game yesterday at the stadium. Big win over the Royals. The final was 8-1. Some excitement in... Um, Well, early in the game with uh, Luke Voigt's big home run. Listen to John Sterling's call. Another Sterling classic from the fan, 66 the fan in New York City.
0: Two and two on Voigt. One out, no one on. Bottom of the third pitch. Swung on and driven to right field. That ball's high. It is far. It is gone. Luke Voigt hits one to Detroit. A line drive in the right field seat. Oh, he's cool hand loop.
2: <laughs> he's cool hand loop. As heard on Channel 7, WABC, Eyewitness News. Where I go? <laughs> it's true. They use that theme song. I think they're still using it in New York City for Eyewitness News. Anyway, uh, John Sterling. Calling uh, Mr. Voigt, cool hand Luke. Well, if you want. He also said he hit it clear the way to Detroit, which means he hit that ball 621 miles from the Bronx. Not sure if that would be a record, but still 621 miles from the Bronx to Detroit is pretty impressive. Again, the final yesterday afternoon at the stadium. Yankees winning it over the Royals 8-1. to And that's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. We may hear more from John Sterling throughout the morning here on First News Binghamton. Remember, there are lots of play-by-play announcers on the radio, but there's only one, John Sterling. Business news on this Friday morning: global shares are generally up. Void by a rally on Wall Street that came after President Biden announced the bipartisan deal on infrastructure. Wall Street, the Dow futures now are up two tenths of a point. The S and P 500 futures are up about one tenth of a point. China is criticizing U.S. curbs on imports of solar panel materials that might be made with forced labor as an attack on its development. It says Beijing will protect Chinese companies but it's given no details of possible retaliation. Iran state TV reports that country's supreme leader has received the first domestically developed coronavirus vaccine. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei had said he was not interested in receiving foreign-made vaccines. He said it was better to wait for the Iranian vaccine because we have to be proud of this national honor. In January, Khomeini banned imports of the American and British vaccines, a reflection of mistrust toward the West. And it's the latest in business news on WNBF. 7 716. You're listening to First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosher. 719, we're live and local. We're serving the twin tiers as we have for nearly a century. WNBF, where news breaks first. Kathy White's live update from the News Center coming up in just over 10 minutes. Today, on the fascinating warm up program for the Dan Bongino Show, For Dan Bongino? Now, from noon to three every weekday afternoon, here on News Radio 1290. The warm up show, hosted by yours truly, Bob Joseph. The Binghamton Now program will feature your phone calls and maybe some of your tweets and emails. Also, we'll have a couple of guests. Looking forward to speaking with Binghamton University President Harvey Stenger and the Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier Executive Director Keith Leahy. He'll be on at 10.30. So Harvey Stenger at 9.30, Keith Leahy at 10.30, and potential surprises with it being the Friday program, first um, first Friday program of summer. I wouldn't be surprised that there are a couple of big surprises along the way. You never know with that program. So tune in for Binghamton Now from 9 to noon today, the warm-up program. For the Dan Bongino Show here on News Radio 1290, which starts right after the 9 o'clock news. Here's something, and it hasn't come up this week on Binghamton Now, but maybe we'll talk about it today. The city of Buffalo may soon be the first major American city with a socialist mayor. That's right. Some people thought it might be Ithaca or Binghamton. Or Syracuse. No, it's going to be Buffalo with the first socialist mayor. The winner of Tuesday's Democratic primary in Buffalo was India Walton. And she defeated the incumbent four-term mayor of Buffalo, Byron Brown. So Byron Brown lost to the socialist candidate. And uh, India Walton could become, by um, early next year, I guess it would be January 1st, if she wins the general election in Buffalo, she would be the first socialist mayor of a big American city. And it'll happen here in upstate New York. Jerry Zremski of the Buffalo News writes in today's editions... India Walton didn't start a revolution Tuesday night, but she did give Democratic competition a jolt that appeared to be the conclusion among political pros. Two days after Walton stunned the nation with her upset win over Mayor Byron Brown, while Walton's win puts her on the path to becoming the first socialist mayor of a major American city in six decades, few saw it as a sign that progressives are taking over the Democratic Party, given that they've been losing primaries elsewhere. Instead, according to this piece in the Buffalo News by Jerry Zremski, the observers say Walton's win is yet another signal that a dynamic candidate can knock off a complacent incumbent anytime, anywhere, which might just encourage more challengers to take on long-serving elected officials elsewhere in New York. One Democratic consultant, Hank Scheinkoff, says it could create tremendous opportunities for insurgents. Because if this could happen in Buffalo, if you could get rid of a four-term incumbent as easily as that, then why shouldn't people try it? And according to this story, that's clearly what India Walton thinks. She said during her victory speech, this is not about making India Walton mayor of Buffalo. This is about building the infrastructure to challenge every damn seat. Sorry for the harsh language, but that's a direct quote. So we'll see what that means. Does it mean that incumbents elsewhere in New York State could be more vulnerable in the next round of elections? Is there general dissatisfaction? Not necessarily based on a specific party? Just people tired of maybe the same old faces running things? We'll see. So... At this rate, if she wins the general election in November, because it's Buffalo, it would seem that the Democratic candidate is going to win. She would be the first socialist mayor of a big American city in six decades. So we might talk about that today on News Radio 1290s, Binghamton. Now it's seven twenty-four Friday morning, a very pleasant start to our first friday of summer 55 degrees it'll be sunny this afternoon and our high will be a cl- about 82 should be a very very pleasant day across the twin tiers if you're listening to first news binghamton on news radio 1290 wnbf wnbf.com It's 727 and WNBF, WNBF.com. And you really never know. Isn't it true? You just never know what's going to happen at an airport. They had some kind of wackiness going on at LAX last night. That's uh, Los Angeles International Airport, one of my favorite airports. And uh, a guy... I guess it was a guy. He, he drove through a fence and then onto the airfield. It happened about 6 p.m. at LAX. This guy driving some sort of vehicle went through the fence at the FedEx cargo facility, continued onto the airfield. The driver was detained by the airport police. The pursuit briefly closed the southern runways. It uh, then reopened, but still. Why would a guy... Drive through a fence at the FedEx cargo facility at LA, LAX Airport, and then just r- drive around. Well, it doesn't sound right. 728. Traffic and weather together now
0: on News Radio 1290, WNBF.
2: And one thing that is right is the traffic. We have no trouble to report on area roadways. That's great news. If you're out driving this morning, no problems to report from a traffic standpoint. Weather-wise, a nice day in store. Mostly sunny today. High 82. Cloudy tonight. Low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 81. And it'll warm up Sunday. Mostly sunny. High 90. Right now... A very pleasant start to your Friday morning, first full Friday of summer. It's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 729.
0: WNBF
7: Binghamton!
2: Where news
0: breaks first. News Radio 1290. WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It is 730, 56 degrees right now, headed toward a high in the low 80s. National Weather Service giving a heads up for the beginning part of next week as there are hot and humid conditions anticipated starting on Sunday and especially Monday when the heat index values forecast to reach into the upper 90s. Florida fire teams have been working through the night with the hopes of finding any survivors in the collapse of a condo Miami building that has left nearly a 100 people missing. Miami's mayor just a few minutes ago telling ABC News that the number of dead now stands at four. Three more bodies pulled from the rubble overnight of the Champlain Towers South. The 12-story building collapsed early Thursday about 1.30 in the morning as people slept. Over 100 people accounted for, including 35, pulled from the wreckage. The Champlain had people from all around the globe staying there, some visiting, some living there. South American officials say 22 people from four countries in that continent were missing. Israel reported 20 missing citizens, also an undetermined number of Americans unaccounted for. Global shares are mostly rising, buoyed by the rally on Wall Street that came after U.S. President Joe Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. Benchmarks in France and Germany are slipping in early trading while rising in Britain. Shares finished higher in Japan, China, South Korea, and Australia. A recovery in the U.S. economy is a boon for the export-driven Asian region, although the vaccine rollout in Asia has lagged behind most parts in the U.S. and Europe. Asian economies are likely to be a Likely to benefit from an overseas recovery. The U.S. infrastructure plan is to cost $973 billion over five years. WMBF First News Time 732. A deposit man could be looking at 20 years in prison under a first-degree attempted murder charge following the shooting of a New York State trooper on Wednesday night. 44-year-old Scott Malwiney is accused of shooting trooper Ryan Thorpe in the arm after the officer responded to a domestic response dispute call shortly after nine p.m. Trooper Thorpe underwent surgery and was last said to be in stable condition. The investigation is ongoing. This is the second shooting of a New York State police officer from Troop C in as many weeks. June 2nd, Trooper Becky Sager was wounded while responding to a call on East Windsor Road in the town of Colesville, also around nine at night. In that incident, 34 year old Jason Johnson of Colesville is also charged with felony attempted murder. He's charged with two counts as a second trooper suffered a shrapnel injury in the incident that ended after a 20-hour manhunt. Former U.S. Congressman Anthony Brindisi will not seek election to the House again in 2022. Brindisi released a statement yesterday indicating he was not going to be running. The Utica Democrat was first elected to represent the 22nd Congressional District in 2018 when he defeated incumbent Republican Claudia Tenney in a close contest. Brindisi and Tenney ran against each other again in 2020, and that race was even tighter. A judge eventually certifying the results of the election in early February, giving Tenney a 100 nine-vote margin of victory. Brindisi cited the time away from his family during his time in Washington and announcing his decision, saying, this is a crucial time in my kids' lives. With my son starting high school and daughter entering her final year of elementary school, I've missed a lot and want to be closer to my family. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say a motorcyclist involved in a collision with a car on Route 13 in Cortlandville Monday has died. Authorities say 39-year-old Nathan Newton was driving a motorcycle on Route 13 near the intersection of Benny Road when he drove into the rear of a vehicle that was stopped at a red light and he was ejected from the motorcycle. Deputies say Newton was airlifted to Upstate University Medical Center in Syracuse. Authorities were notified on Wednesday that Newton had passed away as a result of his injuries. Neither the driver nor the passenger in that vehicle was injured in the crash. WMBF News Time 734. Delaware and Tioga counties are reporting new deaths attributed to the COVID 19 pandemic. In a weekly update from Delaware County, health department officials said two more residents had died between June 17th and June 24th for a total of 51 fatalities, and there have been six new cases of COVID 19 for the week for a total of 2,425. Tioga County reported no new cases, but said another resident had passed away bringing the county's pandemic death toll to 80. Tioga County's pandemic COVID case total stands at 3,905. Courtland County, on the other side, reports its second day of no new infections, maintaining a pandemic case total of 4,588, and there have been 64 deaths. While the number of people lining up to get vaccinated against COVID-19 has slowed dramatically, officials are still attributing the slowing of the number of new cases directly to the number of people who are vaccinated against the deadly disease. It's 7.35, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, and wnbf.com.
0: Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier on this Friday morning. Rumble Ponies lost in extra innings last night in Reading. Final was the Fightin' Phils ten, Binghamton nine in eleven innings. Mets were off yesterday. Yankees had a big game with a big win over the Kansas City Royals in the Bronx. Yesterday afternoon's final was 8-1 in favor of New York. Basketball, the Clippers have avoided an 0-3 deficit in the NBA Western Conference Finals. Clippers are within 2-1 of Phoenix after Paul George scored 27 points in their 106-92 win over the Sun. Longtime Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle is returning to coach the Pacers 14 years after his dismissal by Indiana. Carlisle will get a chance to make a quick fix with the same organization he led from 2003 to 2007. The Montreal Canadiens are going to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993. It's the last time a Canadian-based team won the title final last night in Montreal, Canadians knocking out Golden Knights 3-2 in game 6 of the semifinals. The NHL's newest team now has a coach, the expansion Seattle Kraken hired Dave Haxtall to take charge of the team that will play its first NHL season this fall. And that's some of what's going on in the world of sports on News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF.com. Now let's take a look at some business news. Global stocks generally rising so far today, void by the rally on Wall Street that came after President Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. Uh, looking ahead today, the futures on wall street are up at the moment dow and the s&p 500 are up so could be a positive day for stocks today on wall street oh here's something from israel Israel, a world leader in vaccinations, is again requiring people to wear masks in indoor public spaces amid a coronavirus outbreak driven by the arrival of a new variant. Israel rolled out one of the most successful vaccination campaigns in the world, getting about 85 percent of its adult population inoculated. And in recent months, nearly all restrictions were lifted. But there's been a spike in recent days after weeks in which the numbers of new daily cases had been very low. And now the health ministry in Israel says masks must be worn indoors in public places starting at midday today. That's the latest in business headlines on WNBF 739 traffic and weather together now on news radio 1290 wnbf and on this friday morning we have no reports of serious crashes at the moment please be careful the way people were driving yesterday it seems that uh, because it's summertime more crashes are inevitable i don't know what it is about nice weather but The nice weather apparently brings out the desire for speed and the desire not to pay attention when driving. So let's try to prevent some crashes today around the region. Yesterday was not good, to say the least. There were backups and delays in various places in Brobantoga counties yesterday. So we'll see what happens today. Maybe people will... Relearn their summer driving skills. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with showers and thunderstorms possible, high 81. Mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 7. And once again, it is time for Foodie Friday with Kathy White.
1: Hey, it is the time for picnics and all that kind of stuff.
2: I brought the ants. Yes,
1: yeah, thank you. <laughs> expired! Expired! Uh, not that kind of ants. No, I'm. You know, don't you get kind of tired of the same thing all the time? I do. You know, and I make a rockin' macaroni salad. I bet you do. It, it's one of the recipes. There's a couple recipes I said I was never going to put on Foodie Friday. That's one of them. It's one of my secret things. but but i did do a different salad this time around that is a pasta salad and it is so good as a side dish it is a tricolor cheese tortellini salad
0: it's very colorful looks delicious too
1: ah oh, artichoke hearts sun dried tomatoes and it's just something a little bit different sure and the thing is, fresh ingredients, we're getting into that season now. And if you want to find out what is fresh, what is good, what doesn't have a bunch of stuff sprayed all over it, you want something that's healthy for your family, we suggest, of course, you see our friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott. They have their fresh produce coming in. They have, I think, what is it, Wednesdays that they have Reuben sandwiches every week?
0: Delicious. Uh,
1: and you know what else is in season? Strawberries. They have strawberry Ooh. rhubarb pie that they've mm-hmm. got in store. They're great friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott. They've got supplements, the spices, the fresh ingredients. And if you don't feel comfortable going into the store still, that's cool. They've got curbside pickup. They have delivery. They're open seven days a week. Right over there by UE, Grant Avenue in Endicott. It's our friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue.
8: are continuing their search at the site of a building that collapsed early Thursday in South Florida. Three people are confirmed dead, but 99 in that condominium building are still unaccounted for.
0: Having seen that building on the other side, we have to all pray.
8: That's Oliver Gilbert, Vice Chairman of the Board of County Commissioners. The Oceanfront condo building was 40 years old. Engineers say they're baffled by what caused the collapse. Residents in the area are already asking if a rooftop construction project is to blame. The condition of the condos also called into question. One man saying his mother, who's among the missing, voiced her concern the night before the collapse. Meanwhile, a lawsuit back in 2015 claimed that management failed to maintain the building, which resulted in cracks and water damage. But Experts say cracks and water damage are likely not enough to cause such a disaster. That's ABC's Andrew Dimbert. President Biden declared an emergency that makes federal resources available to help in the area. Brian Clark, ABC News.
2: 7.45 at News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. It's interesting, in recent years, they discovered that building had been sinking. So, when they built the thing... Four decades ago, they build it in an area that is really not very stable. Evidently, so you have a building that is bit by bit sinking, and when a building bit by bit sinks, it potentially become could become structurally unsound. Probably, is not the best thing for a place like Champlain Towers. To be sinking when you have all those people in there, according to the big ads that they placed back in 1980 in the newspaper, Champlain Towers promoted as elegant condominium residence that could be had for as little as 180 thousand dollars. Actually, 148 thousand dollars. Your ultimate comfort has been anticipated: saunas, heated pool television security system valet parking and much more so that's what they said in 1980 some of the buildings more than 136 units have sold for more than a million dollars recently according to the new york times the collapse transformed picturesque and tight-knit surf with a population of 5600 with its Art Deco hotels and mid rise residential buildings into a dazed scene of disaster and grief. It was heartbreaking to hear the people who lived in the building, people who lived in the neighborhood, and the mayor of Surfside, Florida just trying to process what had happened. And looking at the pictures, just looking at the video and the still pictures with the grief, the damage. The death and the destruction. We'll continue to keep you posted with that story from Florida here on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Checking some other stories from the WNBF News Center, a bit closer to home. Anthony Brindisi says he's not very interested. In fact, he's not interested at all in running for Congress again. He won in 2018 when he ran against Republican incumbent uh, Claudia Tenney. So we know what happened there. But things turned around in the 2020 election, and that just seemed like the election that would never end. Finally was certified by a judge in February, and according to the judge, Claudia Tenney, was the victor with 109 more votes than brindisi and now anthony brindisi says he wants to be able to spend more time with his family instead of campaigning for congress next year also binghamton city hall will finally reopen after more than 15 months mayor david says the downtown governmental building will reopen at nine o'clock wednesday morning but you can't just saunter in Well, not that you could ever just saunter in even before the pandemic. You had to go through security. But you will be required to wear a mask when you enter City Hall starting next Wednesday. Visitors will be screened for COVID. 749. This is News Radio 1290. WNBF. 752 at WNBF, WNBF.com. Late night TV. How much of it do you actually watch? I used to watch a lot. Don't watch very much anymore because I have to get up early most mornings, so I haven't seen a whole lot of late night anything. You know, and back in the day I would watch O Letterman and remember Tom Snyder? Tom Snyder used to do a show on NBC. He'd sit there smoking. That's back when they smoked on TV. Tom Snyder, chain smoking away on the Tom Snyder program on NBC. Barely see the host or the guest sometimes because of the thick clouds of tobacco smoke. Anyway big uh, development with late night TV. Conan O'Brien has officially ended his run. The longest tenured late night host has closed out his TBS show with a bang. And a star-studded roster of guests including Jack Black and Will Ferrell. Here's how Conan closed his show on TBS last night.
8: Try and do what you love with people you love And if you can manage that, it's the definition of heaven on earth. I swear to God, it really is. So good night. Thank you very much.
2: And thank you very much, Conan O'Brien. Well, although he no longer will be on his late night show on TBS, Conan is not really going to disappear. He has a number of projects in the works, including podcasts and stand-up specials. So as they say... Conan O'Brien really isn't going anywhere. Also, interestingly, and I mentioned this earlier on First News Binghamton, it was on this date, June 25th, 1993, 28 years ago, that David Letterman recorded his final Late Night with David Letterman program on NBC at 30 Rock. Oh, I remember it well. I was at... Rockefeller Plaza, 30 Rock, and it was exciting. Just the thought of uh, David Letterman finally getting out of NBC and going to a good network, going to CBS, It it was encouraging news. He had been at NBC with his late show for about, or late night, program with david letterman for about 11 years and before that he had a a very short run on middays at nbc but he um, finally wrapped up his uh, run at the peacock network on june 25th 1993 And, um, and then in august of 1993 toward the end of august he started his run at cbs at the ed sullivan theater For me, the interesting thing was not only being there at 30 Rockefeller Center for Letterman's final show, but then after the taping was completed, going a few blocks away, and looking inside the Ed Sullivan Theater. Because the Ed Sullivan Theater had not been used for much of anything for many years. And it needed a lot of work. And I peeked inside on uh, West... 53rd Street, they left the door open, a crack, so I could look inside. And uh, maybe someday I'll put this video up on, on Twitter. We took a video of what the inside of the Ed Sullivan Theater looked like. didn't look too good at that point. And I was wondering, how are they going to get that place ready in time for Letterman's debut in August on CBS? Well, they managed to do it, somehow. 756-WNBF-WNBF.com traffic and weather together. Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF on Binghamton South Side, a traffic alert from our senior traffic correspondent, a section of Conklin Avenue is shut down because of construction. That's Conklin between Burr Avenue and the Arena is closed. Sorry. Mostly sunny today, high 82, cloudy tonight, low 65, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 81. And mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now in downtown Binghamton, a comfortable 55 on your first full day of summer with News Radio 1290 WNBF WNBF. In for Doug Mosier on First News Binghamton,
0: where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It is 58 degrees at 8.04. The forecast today, mostly sunny, high in the low 80s. A heat wave headed our way for the end part of the weekend into the early part of next week with temperatures in the 90s. A suspect is charged with felony attempted murder in the shooting of a New York State trooper on Wednesday night near deposit. State police say trooper Ryan Thorpe was shot in the arm while responding to a reported domestic dispute shortly after 9 p.m. near the Pennsylvania border. Authorities tell reporters the trooper was able to apply a tourniquet to his injured arm. As other officers arrived on the scene, Several shots reported fired, but no word of any other injuries. 44-year-old Scott Malwiney of Deposit was arraigned yesterday on a charge of first-degree attempted murder and sent to the Broome County Jail without bail. Trooper Thorpe is a three-year veteran of the state police. He underwent surgery at Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City on Wednesday night and was listed in stable condition yesterday. The former Southern Tier representative to Congress says he will not make an attempt to reclaim his congressional seat in 2022. Democrat Anthony Brindisi conceded in February after New York officials certified Republican Claudia Tenney's razor-thin victory in the November 2020 election. Brindisi had won the 22nd District, defeating Tenney in another close race just two years before. That race was decided by a few hundred votes compared to last fall's contest, decided by a few dozen. Brindisi thanked supporters in a Thursday email from his campaign email address but said commuting to Congress took its toll and he wanted more time to spend with his family including two school-aged children. WMBF First News Time 806. Two men and a woman are facing charges after police found a loaded nine millimeter handgun and methamphetamine in a car they stopped on Binghamton's west side. Officers with the Binghamton Police Community Response Team initially tried to stop the vehicle at Seminary and Laurel Avenues near Rick Park On Wednesday evening, but the car kept on until Davis and Beethoven Streets before it stopped. Someone jumped from the vehicle and fled through the yards of nearby homes. Police discovered a Glock-style gun, brass knuckles, and methamphetamine when they searched the vehicle. The driver, 31-year-old Michael Klim Sr. of Binghamton, is charged with loitering, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. A couple passengers, Town of Union residents, 26-year-old Jacob Sterling and 22-year-old Maria a motto are also charged. Police say they don't have the identity of the person who ran from the vehicle. Pennsylvania State Police say they found a South Carolina man with loaded guns in his vehicle during a traffic stop on Interstate 81 in Susquehanna County. Authorities say they pulled over a red 2014 Nissan Altima with South Carolina plates in New Milford Wednesday morning on I-81 North for an unspecified traffic issue. The trooper says 21-year-old Gregory Portee of Columbia and passenger Eric Copeland exhibited what were construed as indicators of criminal activity and agreed to allow a search of the vehicle. The officer found a loaded 9-millimeter pistol under the driver's seat and another loaded pistol in the glove box. Troopers also found several plastic bags containing what's believed to be marijuana in the rear passenger area, as well as packaging material and scales. State police say neither Portine nor Corplin has a concealed carry permit for those weapons. The men are charged with drug possession. The grace period is over for Broome County's new school bus stop arm program that uses cameras on bus stop arms to catch drivers illegally passing stop school buses. County officials say during the month-long warning period, a shocking 120 violations were caught, averaging about 40 violations a week. Broome County Executive Jason Garner says as disturbing as those numbers are, the figures might be even higher due to a lag in the time of the violation reporting and processing. Every time a motorist passes. Is a stop school bus with the lights and stop arm activated. The children who are getting on and off the bus are in danger of serious injury or death. That prompted the county to move to install those stop arm cameras on school buses throughout the county. New Yorkers will be able to designate their sex as female, male, or X on a driver's license and birth certificate under a law that Governor Andrew Cuomo says he's going to sign. Non-binary New Yorkers sued in March, arguing the state was discriminating against them by failing to provide the X option to indicate non-binary, intersex, undesignated, or other. The new law will take effect in 180 days. Bill supporters, including Democratic sponsors Senators Brad Holliman and Assemblymember Daniel O'Donnell, says it's too hard for transgender, gender non-conforming, non-binary, and intersex New Yorkers to obtain accurate ideas documents needed to access health care, employment, travel, housing, and education. It's 809, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com.
0: Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290
2: WNBF. Eight ten on this Friday morning with First News Binghamton. The traffic ticker relatively light this morning. We have no reports of crashes or big delays around the area. Watch out for work zones Binghamton, Johnson City, endicott Vestal. A lot of work. Being done around the parkway, Route 434. Just slow down. Pay attention to the signs. If it says the speed limit's been reduced, that means, seriously, the speed limit's been reduced. Pay attention to it and make today a safe day for everyone. We want everyone who is starting out today to be able to head home and have a great weekend with your friends and family. Now, the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, 82. Cloudy tonight, 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, showers, thunderstorms, 81. Mostly sunny Sunday, 90. Right now, 55. At News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 811. Coming up next.
0: Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on news radio 1290
2: WNBF. And good morning, sports fans. It's Bob Joseph. Speaking of sports, an in for Doug on your Friday morning. The Rumble Ponies continuing their six-game series in Reading, and they took it into extra innings, and unfortunately. Well, they came up just a tad short. Final last night in 11 innings. The Fightin' Phils 10, the Rumble Ponies 9. Binghamton will take on Redding again tonight at 7:05 just to give you a sense of how things went in last night's game. Uh start things off. Rumble Ponies got on the board. Um, with two runs in the third, four runs in the fourth, a run in the fifth, two runs in the sixth and um, Redding uh, had a few runs and finally Redding tied it up in the bottom of the eighth. So it was nine to nine after nine innings of regulation play. So went into uh, extra innings and Redding pulled it out on the bottom of the 11th. So we'll see what happens tonight with uh, the Rumble Ponies and the Fightin' Fills in Redding. Mets were off yesterday. They enjoyed a little bit of free time on Thursday. Yankees had an afternoon game in the Bronx. Aaron Judge homered for the first of his three hits. Gary Sanchez connected for the second straight game. And New York got its first blowout win in a month, beating the Royals eight to one. Judge got New York started with a solo shot in the first. Luke Voigt had another in the third, and Sanchez blew the game open with a three-run drive in the sixth. It was the first time the Yankees won by more than four runs since May 22nd when they routed the White Sox seven to nothing. Jamison Tallinn matched a season high by pitching six and one-third innings. So that's good news for Yankee fans. Let's uh, get a little more background on what's going on with the Yankees. Let's see what Aaron Boone had to say. He, of course, had a few things to say after uh, the game. After the win against the Royals, the Yankees manager said, "It is beneficial to have some momentum as the team prepares for the big weekend series against the first-place Red Sox." You
3: know, to lose a tough one that first first game of this series, and for the guys to bounce back like they did um, in comeback fashion last night, um, to finish it off this afternoon, you know, heading into Boston, um, <clears throat> definitely a. Uh, Definitely a good thing heading into the weekend, no question.
2: All right. We'll see how the uh, series, With the Yankees playing the Red Sox, how that goes. I think you know what I'm hoping for, but I'll keep my <clears throat> opinion to myself. Basketball, the Clippers have avoided an 0-3 deficit in the NBA's Western Conference Finals. Uh, Clippers pulled to within, or uh, now 2-1, Phoenix uh, Paul George scored 27 points in their 106 to 92 win over the Suns. George also had 15 rebounds and eight assists to help LA win without Kawhi Leonard, who remained out with a sprained knee. Longtime Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle is returning to coach the Pacers 14 years after. His dismissal by Indiana. He'll get a chance to make a quick fix with the same organization he led from 2003 to 2007 and took to the Eastern Conference Finals in his first season with the team. And that's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 817. And we can check some business headlines. UK regulators are investigating Google and Amazon over concerns the online giants aren't doing enough to stop fake reviews of products and services on their platforms. China has criticized U.S. curbs on imports of solar materials that might be made with forced labor as an attack on its development, says Beijing, will protect its companies. Global shares mostly rose today, buoyed by that rally Thursday on Wall Street. After President Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. And that's the latest. From the business desk at News Radio 1290. This is First News Binghamton. It's Friday, June 25th. I'm Bob Joseph. In for Doug Mosier, WNBF News Time 88. 8. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings, nine till noon, for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests
0: around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290.
6: W-N-B-L.
8: Three more bodies have been pulled from the rubble of the collapsed condo building in Surfside, Florida, according to Miami Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava.
5: Those three people have not been identified at this time. Uh, it does bring our, our count to four of those who've lost their lives in this tragedy.
8: And more than 90 people remain unaccounted for. She tells ABC the focus remains on search and rescue. The big questions focus on what caused this 40 year old tower to collapse. Peter Dyga is the CEO of Associated Builders and Contractors. He tells ABC News. Just from seeing the video, you can see that
2: the, the, that wing of the building kind of started to collapse from the middle section. Unfortunately, as much as our human nature wants an immediate answer, we all want to know why. It's not, it's going to be a long time coming.
8: The mayor says they have ruled out foul play as a cause. President Biden's authorized a disaster declaration, which makes federal resources available to the area. Brian Clark, ABC News.
2: 821 at WNBF, and we'll provide you with the latest coverage, any new developments with the search and rescue operation that continues in Surfside, Florida. Just a uh, terrible tragedy, and certainly difficult for everybody who has to wait with so many people still missing and with the uncertainty about the uh, final outcome. Obviously, as time goes by, the uh, likelihood of any additional survivors being found uh, diminishes. But we will keep you posted. We'll see if there are any encouraging developments throughout the day in Florida. Here is a bit of local news from WNBF.com. Binghamton City Hall will reopen 9 o'clock Wednesday morning. Mayor David said he is lifting the state of emergency. That's been in effect for uh, such a long time, since March of last year. When you go to City Hall, if you want to go to City Hall starting Wednesday morning, You must wear a mask to enter, and all visitors will be screened for COVID. City Council and governmental meetings will be open to the public starting Wednesday. Two men and a woman were arrested after the police found a loaded 9-millimeter handgun and some math in a car they pulled over near Rec Park on the west side. Binghamton Police, CRT, that's community response team, tried to stop the vehicle at Seminary and Laurel. Vehicle wouldn't stop, it continued on to Davis and then onto Beethoven. Some guy jumped out because he apparently didn't want to have a conversation with the authorities. They don't know who he is, and they'll try to find... Where he went at some point. Anyway, the driver and two other passengers wound up being charged with loitering, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. And former Congressman Anthony Brindisi says he will not seek election to the House in 2022. The Utica Democrat made that announcement on Thursday. He put out a statement. He said, "It's a crucial time in my kids' lives. My son will start high school, and my daughter will enter her final year of elementary school." He said, "I've missed a lot. I want to be closer to my family. So, forget about it. I don't need to go back to Congress. I want to spend more time with my family." It's the latest from the WNBF News Center. It's eight twenty-four. This is first news. It's eight twenty-six at News Radio twelve ninety WNBF. Security at airports used to be lax. But then they tightened up the security at airports, so it's not supposed to be quite as lax anymore. Well, turns out the security at LAX, that's the Los Angeles airport, maybe too lax. Flights were stopped at the airport. For a while last night, because a car gained access to the airport grounds and then drove on the runway, at least a dozen media vehicles—well, not media vehicles, police vehicles. It'd be interesting if media vehicles surrounded the car it was police vehicles surrounded the car. Once the incident was brought under control after a pursuit at the Los Angeles International Airport (LAX), guy who reports for CBS Los Angeles, Desmond Shaw. He said the incident was a real crazy one that shut down both runways. Well, that's one way. A real crazy one. Um, Shaw said the LAPD would hand the investigation over to the FBI. So there were some flight delays and uh, people involved in the whole thing are, are really trying to figure out why. And this apparently happened at the near FedEx freight terminal. Why somebody could just uh, zoom through a fence (laughs) at a major American airport? Why can you do that? So I don't know if they have said what the guy's issue was, but he's in custody. Uh, Guy was driving a four-door car with what appeared to be the letters S.O.S. written on the hood. Went through the fence at the FedEx cargo facility off West Imperial Highway near the LAX airport, and the man was taken into custody. That's what we know right now. WNBF News Time, 828. Traffic and weather together
0: now on News Radio 1290, WNBF.
2: We have no. Crazy traffic issues right now around our area. We haven't heard of serious crashes yet, although be prepared. We heard of plenty of crashes yesterday around the area, especially on 17. There were a lot of traffic delays yesterday on 17 in Broome and Tioga counties. So hopefully that won't recur. We don't need that today. Over on the south side, we've been advised that uh, a section of Conklin Avenue is shut down between the Arena and Burr Avenue because of construction. Here's the official forecast from the National Weather Service. And this illustrates it really is summer. Mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, primarily in the afternoon, high 81, and mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. And if you're curious about whether you should go back to work on Monday, the answer is yes. It'll be sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Monday's high 92. Right now, it's 55. WNBF News Time, 820.
0: news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White.
1: Good morning. It's 58 degrees at 830. The forecast today, mostly sunny, high in the low 80s. A news conference currently going on right now in Surfside, Florida, at the site of that condo building collapse in the Miami area. That was early in the morning, about 1.30 in the morning yesterday. Now the updated numbers, 159 people approximately missing. Now the authorities, including the mayor, saying four people have been found dead. 120 people are now said to be actually accounted for. The situation is this is a condo building. Sometimes these units are rented out, sublet, sometimes they are occupied sometimes not and that's making things a little complicated with finding how many people may be missing from that rubble of the Champlain Towers South the 12-story building collapsed at 1:30 on yesterday morning and once again there have been 35 people pulled from the wreckage 120 people accounted for 159 people not accounted for and four reported dead in other news around the globe, President Joe Biden is welcoming the president of Afghanistan to the White House today. President Biden meets with Afghan President Ashraf Ghani today at the White House. Ahead of the visit, the White House announced it will send three million doses of the Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine to Afghanistan. President Biden announced he's withdrawing all of the 2,500 remaining U.S. troops in Afghanistan by the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks this fall. The Pentagon acknowledged Wednesday there are concerns about the security situation in some areas of Afghanistan,
0: with the Taliban retaking towns and territories. Karen Travers, ABC News. Washington.
1: WMBF First News Time, 832. A deposit man could be looking at 20 years in prison after a first-degree attempted murder charge was filed following the shooting of a New York State trooper on Wednesday night. 44-year-old Scott Mulwiney is accused of shooting trooper Ryan Thorpe in the arm after the officer responded to a domestic dispute call on Sunrise Terrace and Deposit shortly after 9 a.m., Trooper Thorpe underwent surgery and was last said to be in stable condition yesterday. The investigation is ongoing. This is the second shooting of a New York State police officer from Troop C in as many weeks. June 9th, Trooper Becky Sager was wounded while responding to a call in East Windsor Road in the town of Colesville. That incident, 34-year-old Jason Johnson in Colesville is also charged with felony attempted murder. He's charged with two counts as a second trooper suffered a shrapnel injury in the incident, which ended after a 20-hour manhunt. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say a motorcyclist involved in a collision with a car on Route 13 in Cortlandville Monday has died. Authorities say 39-year-old Nathan Newton was driving a motorcycle on Route 13 near the intersection of Benny Road when he drove into the rear of a vehicle, stopped at a red light and was ejected from the bike. Deputies say Newton was airlifted to Upstate University Hospital in Syracuse. Authorities were notified Wednesday that Newton had passed away as a result of his injuries. Neither the driver nor passenger in the other vehicle was injured in that crash, and that investigation is continuing. Former U.S. Congressman Anthony Brindisi will not seek election to the House again in 2022. Brindisi released a statement yesterday indicating he would not be running. The Utica Democrat was first elected to represent the 22nd Congressional District in 2018 when he defeated incumbent Republican Claudia Tenney in a close contest. Brindisi and Tenney ran against each other again in 2020, and that race was even tighter than the first. A judge eventually certifying the reason of the election in favor of Tenney with a 109-vote margin of victory. After being closed to the public for more than 15 months due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Binghamton City Hall is about to reopen. Mayor Richard David says the city's state of emergency has been lifted and the city offices will reopen to the public at 9 a.m. Wednesday, June 30th. City administrative offices have been closed since March 16th of 2020. In some cases, residents were able to schedule meetings with city representatives by appointment. David is urging people to continue to take advantage of online services and the drop boxes that have been available over the past year. Masks will still be required to enter City Hall. Visitors will be screened for COVID-19. City Council and other government meetings will be open to the public beginning on Wednesday. Masking and social distancing guidelines in place. All public meetings will be held in the City Council chambers. Council business and work sessions will continue to be live streamed. It's 8.35, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF and WNBF.
0: Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio
2: 1290, WNBF. And a good, good morning, sports fans. Bob Joseph is in for Doug Mosier on this Friday. Baseball action last night. The Rumble Ponies took it into extra innings. In the end, they came up one run short. They lost to Redding last night. On the road, 10-9, went 11 innings. They'll play the fighting fills again tonight with a game scheduled to start at 7 5 Mets were off yesterday, but the Yankees played an afternoon contest and it was quite the game in the Bronx. Homers by Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Luke Voigt powered the Yankees to their seventh win in nine games.
0: Two and two on Voigt. One out, no one on. Bottom of the third pitch. Swung on and driven to right field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Luke one to Detroit. A line drive in the right field seats. Oh, he's cool
2: hand, Luke, as he homers and the Yankees take a 4-0 lead. So, John Sterling, thank you. It took me a while to understand he was just exaggerating. Luke Voigt didn't actually hit it from the Bronx to Detroit because that would have been 621 miles, and I just don't see how that physically would be possible, but the bottom line is he apparently hit quite the uh, home run there in the Bronx yesterday. Again, the final for the Yankees was 8-1 to one over the Royals. Elsewhere, in baseball, the Nationals are finally back at 500 after Kyle Schwarber crushed two more homers in a 7-3 defeat of the Marlins. Schwarber has homered 12 times since June 12th and became the fourth player in Major League history with eight home runs and 15 RBI in a five-game span. And there was uh, baseball played in Buffalo. It's great to have Major League games being played. In Western New York, because of the pandemic, the uh, Blue Jays are using the uh, stadium in Erie County to host um, their so-called home games for the rest of the season. Uh, Blue Jays got past the Orioles easily, nine to nothing. The Orioles are not doing well, to say the least. It's an understatement. So that was the 20th consecutive road loss for Baltimore, tying the 1916 Athletics for the second longest in American League history. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 839, checking business news. Global shares mostly rose today, boosted by a rally on Wall Street that came after President Biden announced a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending. Airlines and vacation providers are expressing frustration with the U.K.'s plans to ease travel restrictions. They say uncertainty about how and when the new rules will be implemented make it tough for people to book summer vacations. Iran state TV reports the country's supreme leader has received the first domestically developed coronavirus vaccine. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei had said he was not interested in receiving foreign-made vaccines. So now they apparently do have a homemade vaccine that they can start to administer. And China is criticizing U.S. curbs on imports of solar panel materials that might be made with forced labor as an attack on its development. It says Beijing will protect Chinese companies, but it provided no details of any possible retaliation. U.S. officials say they plan to block imports of polysilicon from Hoshine Silicon Industry, which might use forced labor as a part of a Beijing campaign against ethnic minorities. A foreign ministry spokesman says Washington is using human rights as a disguise to suppress the industrial development of China. That's the latest in business news. On this Friday morning, WNBF News Time, 841. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. We have no traffic trouble to report at this moment. If you see traffic trouble, you can call our tip line at 607 772 1290. If you see a wreck, it's going to cause some traffic issues. Either a hazard or a slowdown, give us a call, 772-1290. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 81. And mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 842, coming up at 9 o'clock, ABC News. And after the news, we bring you Binghamton Now. It's live, it's local, it's spontaneous, it's unscripted. We have no talking points. We don't want talking points, but we do encourage you to participate. If you have your own thoughts, your original ideas, feel free to call in. Yeah. Run the talking points through the shredder. You don't need talking points. You just need a phone. You can call us next hour and be part of Binghamton Now. If you want, you can always send an email to binghamtonnow at WNBF.com. And follow the Twitter feed, at BinghamtonNow on Twitter. Follow for breaking news, guest updates, and more from News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have two guests scheduled today, Binghamton University President Harvey Stanger at 9.30 and the Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier Executive Director Keith Leahy at 10.30. We've got it covered. If people are talking about it in the Twin Tiers, we're talking about it on Binghamton Now, weekday mornings from 9 to noon. Remember, that program now is officially designated as the Warm-Up Act Act. For the Dan Bongino Show here on News Radio 1290. Catch Dan Bongino today from noon to three and every weekday on WNBF. It's 8 it's on a Friday morning. This is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier. He has been working so hard that I decided it's important for him to have a three-day weekend. And so I insisted on doing First News Binghamton today and then Binghamton now. I know some people would say, but Bob, that's six and a half hours on the air without a break. How can you possibly do it? I said, don't think about me. Just think about all the hard work that Doug has done. I can easily, heck, I could do 24 hours on the air. Without a break, if need be. So six and a half hours is nothing. Anyway, we're joined now by Preston with the Friday Job Report. Good morning. How's it going, Preston?
7: Not bad. How are you? Well, pretty good.
2: I, good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. This is um, one of the... F- few uh, times where i actually can be on the air for six and a half consecutive hours and i think i think this is one of the the greatest opportunities in the history of broadcasting beyond for uh, this kind of uh, a shift i you know very few people get to be on for really longer than four or five hours so six and a half hours i think is just right
7: absolutely that would be great
2: yeah so tell me about some of the job opportunities around Broom and Tauga counties
7: Sure, absolutely. So first, we have a part-time teller. This person is going to provide exceptional customer service to new and established financial institution clients, including cross-selling of products and services and cash receipts and payment services. Next, we have a general maintenance engineer. This person is going to perform all general maintenance and repair functions within approved guidelines and as directed by primarily responsible for painting indoors and outdoors of the facility. And finally, we have a surveillance operator persons responsible for properly executing surveillance duties on assigned shift to adequately protect the life and property of customers associated and the assets of the New York State Gaming Commission as well as a company property. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtagoworks.com. Now we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post will be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, UHS Senior Living will be at the Broomtaga Workforce Center for in-person interviews on Thursday, July 1st from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for both full and part-time positions. Applicants can pre-schedule for interviews or UHS Senior Living at a deal will also accept walk-ins. Please call 607-206-6140 to set up an interview. The Broom Workforce and the Binghamton Rumble Ponies Grand Slam Job Fair. This will be held at the Marabito Stadium, 211 Henry Street in Binghamton on July 6th from 4.30 to 6.30. There are 50 businesses that are attending the job fair. They include Tioga Downs, Oneonta Job Corps, Lord's Ascension, Willow Run Foods, Bicklayers, Local Number 3, V&S Galvanizing, and more. Bring resumes. People who register for the event before July first will receive one free ticket to that night's game. To register, please call set Preston Herzog at seven seven eight six four zero five. Willow Run Foods will be at the Broom Tech Workforce Office 501 Reynolds Road in Johnson City on July eighth from ten A. M. to two PM. They're recruiting for CDLA Line Hall, Night Warehouse, Maintenance. 3rd Shift, Dispatcher, and more. For the off-site recruitments, MMC Group will be holding virtual interviews on every Tuesday starting March 23rd through June 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for their customer service and data entry positions. Google Duo will be used for their virtual interviews. MMC Group will also be conducting in-person interviews at 15 Oak Hill Ave. in Endicott. Please send resume to Preston Herzog at preston.herzog at broomcounty.us to schedule an interview or call 778-6405 for information. And finally, Lowe's has open interviews on every Tuesday starting at 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at their 225 Sycamore Road location in Vestal and their 1318 Upper Front Street Road location in Binghamton. They're looking for cashiers, customer service associates, overnight stockers, and more. For more information, please contact Mike Thomas at 296-6661 or email Mike at mike.thomas at Lowe's.com. Please apply online at www.jobs.lowe's.com. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer.
2: Preston, thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.
7: You as well, Bob. Have a great day.
2: Take care. It's 851. You're listening to First News Binghamton.
7: The number of people
8: missing after a building collapse in South Florida has significantly increased, according to Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava. Our unaccounted-for
5: number has gone up to 159.
2: So again, that's the uh, sad reality that the death toll is going up, and um, the uh, the word from Daniela. Cava, the Miami-Dade County mayor, is that uh, probably more bodies are going to be found.
5: Those three people have not been identified at this time. Uh, It does bring our, our count to four of those who've lost their lives in this tragedy.
2: The investigation is getting underway, but at this point, nobody seems to know what might have caused that building to collapse early yesterday morning in South Florida. Stay tuned to News Radio 1290 WNBF for new developments throughout the day. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 8:52. <laughs> 854 at WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. Interesting story from the New York Times about people who were pretending to be democratic activists. Instead, they were conservative spies. So apparently, and I'm not surprised by this, I, I know we've heard... <clears throat> some stories on certain programs where where people actually go undercover. They're trying to surreptitiously record their political enemies and then get things that sound embarrassing. So they, they might go like the Project Veritas. You know that guy. He likes infiltrating uh, political operations, even He likes to slink in, or maybe not him personally, but some of his minions, they like to uh, infiltrate news organizations that they don't like. And then what they do, apparently for kicks, is secretly record stuff. And then they turn the tapes over to some talk show hosts to play secret recordings, sometimes that are barely audible and not really broadcast quality. And then you listen and you say wow, those people are really bad. Listen to what they said on tape, and you think, wow, I can't believe people would be quite that bad. And it's, uh, there's a story about some people who received special training from a conservative person who has lots of money, and then they went and infiltrated some of the so-called liberal groups to try to undermine those organizations. Very interesting maybe not shocking but interesting that they would do that it's 856 at WNBC. WNBF.
0: traffic and weather together now on news radio 1290
2: WNBF there are no reports of Big backups yet or huge tie-ups or serious crashes around the Twin Tiers throughout the day. If you see something, feel free to call us on the WNBF traffic tip line. The number is 607-772-1290. Of course, strive carefully. Try to avoid problems as much as possible. And pay attention in the work zones. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today, high 82. Cloudy tonight, low 65. Cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 81. And mostly sunny Sunday, high 90. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. 859 ABC News is coming up next with the latest from Surfside, Florida as the search and rescue operations continue. ABC bringing you more information from the scene in Florida. Right after that, Kathy White with the local and regional report. Then the Friday edition of Binghamton Now. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you by phone or email, or you can tweet at us at Binghamton Now. A couple of guests today. Binghamton University President Harvey Stenger and Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier Executive Director Keith Leahy. All that and more coming up after the news here on WNBF Binghamton, WNBF.com.